shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Today, this evening, this Sunday, a new week. Thank you for last week. Father, we thank you because you continue to watch over us jealously. You will continue to keep us. You continue to preserve us in every step that we take in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. We bless your name. We exalt you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, for joining again god bless you all thank you for joining and those uh, who are also streaming uh the mix aloud thank you for for listening in god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you we welcome you all again uh to this uh, live feast we're going to open the scriptures uh, i think we stopped in ephesians chapter 3 last week uh we're going to start from ephesians chapter 4 uh today and uh, feel free if you have any questions as i go along uh, my one of my greatest targets for every single every single soul this year is that we'll understand finally, amen. <laughs> we'll understand. We'll begin to understand some of these concepts of in Christ that uh, you know Satan dwells in gaps, Satan dwells in ignorance, Satan dwells in darkness. Not so. Uh, where there are gaps of understanding, Satan can go and misinterpret. The intentions of what God is doing, even probably through a platform like this, uh, you know, uh, the you know sometimes you know I, I don't worry, you know with me you know I'm, you know maybe I've grown a little bit, but I've been through every phase, every potential phase that some of you may be going through, uh, because I know we are all in different stages of our development, different stages of our understanding. Some people are not even coming to the full scope of why, why Christ, why is Christ, why you have to teach. For so long to understand Bible, I thought God was simple. Not so. <laughs> I think that's the general concept initially. I thought God was simple. Why are you making it so complicated? And it seems that there's so much I have to learn. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I say what I I always said it. I said it in the school, the Canada School of Spirit in Ottawa. The same thing I say everywhere is that if uh, if a man like me can go to ten years, go to ten years of school. And not, not everyone, everyone can ever make it just to study the human body. Not so as a doctor. Just become a doctor. You go to six years, you go to ten years just to study the human body. And uh, yet we are, so many people can't even do it itself. Um, and then the God made that human body. So the God who made that human body is more complex than the doctor that lent the human body. You know, the, the, the difficulty, the complexity of the human body. Uh, that uh, it will take doctors years, decades to understand and to learn. Uh, and then, that means the maker, the creator of that body, is always higher than the body. Uh, so it means that if you want to, if you if you truly love God, you begin to want to know Him. You begin to want to break into understanding. There must be a hunger and test. You know, it's, it, it, can two work together except they agree? On the one hand, the Bible will say that hunger and test for righteousness. On the other hand of the contract, God will say, and you shall be filled. But if you, a soul is not hungry and testing for righteousness, uh, that soul cannot be filled. Why? Because there's no hunger, there's no test. There's no, uh, there's, and this is what Satan 
intelligently, unfortunately, did in the body to kill hunger and test to make me make souls many born again souls believe that they have attained whereas they have not attained yet now for example if a man is already a ceo of a fortune 100 company what more hunger and test does he have desire to go back to school to go and learn to go and do another program to go and do another course because he has attained when his soul has attained uh, when a soul feels he has attained, which is this case, the soul has no need. Hunger is dried up. Test is dried up. And that's what Satan, to some extent, has been successful at killing the hunger and test of many brethren, many of the saints across the earth. But God is finding us, finding us in mercy. God has found us in mercy in, the, in, in our little spaces uh, all over the world who are subscribing to word of righteousness, subscribing to the teachings and the doctrine of Christ, going deeper, even into the meat of the world, going beyond the ephemeral, going beyond what God can do to for you in the physical, even though that is also part of what God can do, meaning we call the milk of the world, and going deeper, even into the deeper things of God, the meat of the world. And the meat of the world is what takes time for the exercise of the senses, as the Bible will say, as Hebrews chapter 5 will say, from verse 13, it would say that uh, for he useth milk, is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. And then the next verse now talks about he useth the, the meat, now the word of righteousness, meaning which is meat of the word. When you start using it, it exercises your senses. So it means that there is a, there is a travail, as Paul would call it. A travail, my little children whom I travel again, till Christ be formed in you. There is that labor of understanding doctrine that is necessary to undergo that process for a soul to come into understanding of the meat of the world, or come into comprehension of the meat of the world, or come into ownership of the meat of the world, as Paul will call it, my gospel. It means he has owned it as a result of understanding it, as a result of comprehending it. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. So that's the exercise that we subscribe to in this Bible study. We do it from Sunday to Sunday in our meetings. The exercise of coming to hear the word of God for exercising your senses. As Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 will say. So you can be able to discern between good and evil. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, God will strengthen us. The Lord will help us. The Lord will continue to strengthen our spirit, soul and body. Uh, to be to be committed to the cause, as Paul will say in Ephesians chapter three, for this cause I Paul, a prisoner for you Gentiles, they were committed to the cause of righteousness, to the cause of conversion, converting the spirit, the soul, and the body, even becoming a temple, preparing for a temple for the Lord, uh, as uh, Ephesians chapter two verse twenty one will say, and in twenty two we say, an habitation of God through the Spirit. May God strengthen us. The Lord will impact us more. The Lord will give us greater capacity to even receive more, more understanding uh, and by the mercies of God. Amen. Praise God. So this year, uh, I've been saying that this year, uh, we're going to focus on understanding. So if you have any questions as the study goes along, we'll try, I'll try my best, you know, you know uh, within the scope of what we're trying to achieve in the study. Uh, to bring, make sure that there is light, there is understanding given to you by the grace of God. Another thing, um, uh, you know, another focus I'm trying to focus on for 
and uh, not just this group, the Calgary group, but uh, the entire, you know, all the the brethren here in Edmonton as well, is, um, you know, relationship building, uh, follow up. Uh, so we have a team in place, and uh, thank you for uh, one of us from Calgary also volunteered to join that team. So we'll be, we'll be, want to be checking up with everybody, you know, not, I mean, not every week, maybe once, uh, once a month, every few weeks, uh, just to see how we can also help you. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes you can preach, uh, preach and preach and preach and people are facing some deep things. Amen. And we want to be able to see how we can, uh, be a, a brother and sister to you, um, in your hour of need um it's very obvious the world is getting darker and darker it's very obvious that uh there's very uncertain times um i'm not just talking about this year alone our generation is actually going to face uncertain times our generation uh is very obvious it's very clear um uh, the seasons of uh, tribulation uh are coming i don't know exactly when i'm not a end time prophets prophets but it's very very obvious that um our generation is going to see some things and um the closer we are as a unit uh the more connected we are as a people the stronger we'll be to withstand in fact uh, as uh, sister Ope was praying for us that we shall not be hot and she was getting that 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 statement is actually coming from uh, the, the book of revelations you know, when the angels, uh, one angel from the east saying, Hot not the trees nor the sea, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. So we're, we're trusting God and trusting God that as we also develop relationship individually. I know many people who are, who, who are part of us for one reason or the other. Maybe they are walking and they can't join sometimes, but they listen later. Uh, I want to be able to be able to get, have a point of contact with them. Uh, that's another target of mine this year. So we have our team in place that will be trying to get at least you'll be hearing from, from us more often than before. Let me put it that way. Uh, maybe at least once a month, I want to believe you'll be hearing from us, checking up on you. And please, when you, you, you get reached out to, feel free to, if you're actually going through something very serious, feel free to share so that eventually i would know and uh, we can find a way to collaborate with you and uh i've seen many things you know i've been probably here uh i'm half canadian because of how many years i've spent in canada <laughs> <Praise God. laughs> so so i know the i know the terrain of the land very well and uh i think i i can i can offer a lot of help judgment advice wisdom uh for whatever it may be that uh you you may or be going through or to encounter uh in this land praise god hallelujah hallelujah amen can we open our bibles uh, to ephesians chapter 4 glory to god how many of us believe that the bible is sweet the Bible is very, very sweet. The Bible, one thing that I found about the Bible, the Bible has answer to whatever you may be going through over the years. That's one thing I found. Not, not us going through in, in, in terms of what to eat, what to drink, what to school. No, going through in terms of feelings to one another. 
He gets me. So he gets me. Like you know, maybe you may sometimes you may just see a brother, you just envy the guy. <laughs> Bible, you know, you know they say there's an app for that. Bible get Bible started it a long time ago. There's an app for that. Bible has medication for that. Amen. To help you know to teach you out of envy. <laughs> you get me. Bible has 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 all manners of dosages. For different kinds of manners of situations of life. Praise God. Um, amen. amen. Uh, let's see. So, chapter 4, verse 1. Oh, actually, before I begin, can somebody help me with a recap from last week? A recap from last week. Hmm. Jennifer, I think I'm going to pick on you. Praise God. Oh, maybe she's not. Okay. Um, can anyone start? Just a little bullet points from last week. Hmm. It's serious, though. And we just did, you know, we did Ephesians chapter 3 last week, did we not? Latena, you think you can chime in? Praise God. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm babysitting, so I'm okay, okay, so yeah, okay, yeah, able to, okay, no worries. Okay, um, I'll just say a couple of things that I remember <laughs> last. Okay, so um. We touched, you touched a bit on, like, the reason why we are, like, we are doing what we are doing, everything that we are learning, everything that we are going through, like, we are being taken through. And you brought us back a bit to that whole process of building, building, like, we are being built mm-hmm. as, a, as a dwelling place for God. We as a, we as individuals and also we as like the church, the body of Christ. And then you also mentioned why it's important, despite the fact that we are doing this, to still remain committed to a local church like mm-hmm. uh, the body of Christ. Yes. So we talked about the fact that yes, even though so many times um, when we go, it might it might be the milk that we are receiving. That is important we keep going because every single person that comes to church is um is a potential building, is a potential temple for God. Yes. And in in different ways, God can use us in the places where um we are fellowshipping. Yes. Yeah, so those were some of the, <laughs> the two main things that I good. I took out. Good, yeah. good, good points, good points. Pastor James. Yes, Jennifer, how are you? Did you did you call me? Yes, I thought I, I did. heard you ask me a question one time. Yes, I did. I I also uh, want a little I recap. I couldn't talk where I was, but okay. I was listening. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say what she pretty much said. Okay. So that the only part that I remember was the part that um regarding local church, mm-hmm. applying wisdom and uh uh yeah, that's the part that I can remember. So from I feel like 
personally, when you asked me that question, I was like, ah, maybe I'll start taking down notes too, before Pastor James would come <laughs> next to me. But I will not remember after the week has gone. You don't remember so. after the meeting. <laughs> oh, glory so, yeah. to God. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, th- I think it's good uh, for the sake of those who uh, were not able to join last week. So we, we started we, we, we started from we visiting uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and then we kind of zeroed back in on um, just before chapter 3, verse, chapter 2, verse 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together great unto and holy temple in the Lord. So we're now talking about then in verse 22, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Then Paul now said, for this cause. So a cause means a purpose. What is your cause? What is your purpose? So Paul was kind of unveiling his purpose. That his purpose was to build up the saints to become a temple for the Lord. And then a lot of the world we're now gisting through chapter 3 was the methodology of doing the building. The resources he took called the unsearchable riches of Christ. I believe that's verse... Uh, Verse, verse 7, verse 8. It was going through the methodology, the unveiling of the mystery of Christ, the teachings of Christ that will build us up into being this, this temple, this purpose, this cause that he's fighting for. And so we're now trying to uh, equate that with the balance of understanding the apostolic work ministry as such as this. When you are, when you are saying for this cause, it's an apostolic cause, an apostolic uh, work ministry such as this. And then the balance of uh, doing well also in your local assembly. And uh, we're giving examples about how, for example, none of us will be here without our local assembly. Because that's what we get, what we got born again. That's where we began. And then I also was touching on it yesterday in our fellowship. And, and one scripture that came to my mind, you know when the Bible says, uh, the church of God, which is the, the what? The ground. And the pillar of truth. I see ground. Is that not it? The ground. So meaning foundation and the pillar. So actually, by interpretation, that scripture actually means that all the fivefold ministry is part of the church of God. Some of them is the ground, meaning the local assembly, the gatherer of the saints. And there's apostolic works that build up the pillar. Yes. So uh, that's that. So the, the, yesterday's maybe some of you may have listened to the fellowship yesterday. It was very powerful. It was it was God was there was so much utterance to explain these things. Some of these things are difficult to explain, but there was so much utterance yesterday to try and explain how that how all those works, those fivefold ministry are all part of church. So church is not beyond just the local assembly you attend. Church is the entire body of Christ, but it begins. In the local assembly, the ground, the ground and the pillar of truth. So the ground is where you begin. Then somebody has to build you up as a pillar in the in the body, in the church, in the body. Uh, praise God. So I, I, that, that was the balance of kind of what we were now discussing yesterday. Uh, sorry, last week and wisdom. You know, trying to make sure that we're talking about a different kind of. You know, we, there are different kinds of food. Has been fed in different local assemblies, but if you really check it, there's blessing in it. And we went deeper as to why there are diverse doctrines out there. Uh, it's, it's very simple because when God plants a seed, even in a local assembly, Satan will also come and plant a seed. 
But the fact God will not now say, come and clear everything. Because that God's seed is still there. Uh-huh. So we are now, we're now in unveiling wisdoms of uh, of uh, the truths of milk of the gospel of the world. I won't go into all the details, but that's kind of what we were discussing last week. And wisdom of how to discern, how to keep yourself pure, even while you are, you know, while you are engaging in the local assembly and receiving blessed by the assembly, serving in the assembly, finding a department, finding a place where you can serve with excellence. Uh, but also with the wisdom and balance of not being overwhelmed with activities and um, being in multiple departments at the same time uh, so that you can always have time for this cause. What is the, the, what's the cause? The cause of building, temple building, being built up because that one also involves a lot of um, investment or travail of teaching, of understanding. Amen. The exercises of your senses, as I alluded to in Hebrews chapter 5. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Are we blessed? Does anyone have any questions from that last week? Uh, need for that clarity? My assistant. Everyone is okay. No questions. No understood. Okay. Is that... That that topic is a deep topic, oh. <laughs> Amen. So, anyways, if there any further questions, you can always reach out to me, um, as well. Just understanding, using wisdom to balance life, understanding the importance of the local assembly, um, and the place it has in your life, and also the importance of the apostolic calling to become a pillar, amen. To grow up, to become a temple for the Lord. Which actually is your number one priority, personally, is your number one priority. Because at the whole purpose of this thing is pleasing the Lord. And there's no better way to please the Lord than be building up yourself in your most holy faith to become a temple for Him. Praise God. But in addition to that, you can also support other people's building. Other people coming together, coming up, and that, that's those are the purposes that are in God, amen. Are we blessed? Yes, sir, amen. Uh-huh. Please amen. help me, praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. amen. Uh, so amen. Ephesians chapter 4. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, <laughs> when you are when you are captured for a cause, you are a prisoner. That prisoner of the Lord is beyond. People think that is because they put him in prison. Uh, let me tell you, Paul being in prison was that's where he was supposed to be. It doesn't count it as prison. Do you know how many people wanted to keep Paul? <laughs> that God had to arrange it that he had bodyguards called Roman soldiers. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. He gets me. God had to, is, is actually God's wisdom because think about it then. Do you know how many Jews wanted to kill Paul? When, excuse me, when Paul went to Jerusalem, the Agabus told him, <laughs> the prophet warned him that if you go, is how they hold your, your this thing like this. They wanted to kill him. Even when the Romans arrested him, he said no. They were fighting that he'll be, he'll be killed rather than just arrested. That's how the Jews hated Paul. And guess what? There were Jews in Rome as well. There were Jews in Rome as well. 
and some of them they wanted to kill Paul. If they had, if Paul was just a free man preaching, like I'm preaching, they'd have killed him. But Paul, so part of most of his imprisonment was house arrest. If you go into the the, the, the into the epistles, we see it. A lot of his imprisonment in Rome was house arrest. So he had essentially he had Roman soldiers guarding him. It was God, Holy Ghost wisdom that arranged it that way to preserve Paul. So when Paul says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, he's not talking about the physical chains he was, just only. He was actually talking about, oh, Jesus has arrested him for a cause, which he unveiled in chapter 3, chapter 2, that the, the building of men, of the Gentiles. He was a prisoner of the Lord. And even even confirmed it, that verse 3, listen at verse, chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Aha, uh-huh. so it's not physical imprisonment. The Lord Jesus arrested Paul, imprisoned him for the purpose of building up souls, the Gentiles. Amen. Amen. So any any soul that <laughs> any soul that the Lord has arrested like this, you are a prisoner. <laughs> has arrested you for a purpose, for a cause, for an apostolic building. Praise God. For even, even and not just even the apostle, maybe even the Reverend K or whatever. No, not just even maybe you your soul yourself as giving your soul to this world. You be, you are giving your soul to imprisonment. James called it James and a, a bond servant, not just a servant, a bond servant. I I thought about that thing sometime last year, being a bond servant, and how that is actually the key to sonship, son of the living God, a bond servant, meaning somebody who is everlasting, a permanent servant, bond, almost like you are almost sworn an oath. To serve the Lord in this capacity, in the capacity of raising souls in Christ, in everlasting life, and in eternal life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation Wherewith you are called. What's the vocation? Vocation here again is another that thing, that thing, purpose, profession, cause, wherewith you are called. You walk worthy. So now Paul in chapter 2, chapter 3 was unveiling the cause, being built up a temple, unveiling what builds you up, which is the mystery of Christ. How, uh, amen. With how that by revelation, chapter three, verse three. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. Then verse four now says, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Amen. So Paul was preaching Christ. When a man, when you preach Christ, you are preaching cement for building, concrete for building, the material for building. The only temple that the Lord can dwell in is Christ. That's what I'm saying. That's why Paul's label, my little children whom I travail 
again. Not so. I've traveled for you before. I travel again in childbirth as for, till Christ be formed in you. So that formation of Christ is the formation of the Lord's temple. Amen. Amen. So can we say it? The Lord's temple is Christ. Mm-hmm. The Lord's temple is what? It's Christ. It's Christ. So for you to become the Lord's temple, what must you become? A Christ. Meaning Christ. Then Paul will now say concerning so, such souls. Ye, for ye are Christ. Have we not heard that before? For ye are Christ. So who is ye that is Christ? That is a Christ. A Christ is one who has been built in Christ. Of whom Christ has been formed him. Then after Christ has been formed, Paul will now make another statement. Christ in you. Meaning the Christ formed in you. You know, people just say Christ in me the day I got born again. No, 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 no. No. It's the Christ that has been formed in you that can hope for glory. Christ in you, the hope, the Christ that has been formed in you, the hope of glory. Now, when you got born again, you believed in the name of Jesus. Yes, you can call it Jesus Christ. But you believed in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is the one you believe in and you are get born again, then you learn Christ. You learn Christ. Amen? Amen. You learn Christ. For Ephesians, later in Ephesians chapter 4, there's a statement it says, For ye have not so learned Christ. <laughs> so Christ is a learning. I'm looking for that verse. I know I think it's maybe it's in Timothy, but Ephesians 4 1 is like uh yeah it actually is here in verse 20. Verse 20, but ye have not so verse now start from verse 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to walk all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. So Christ is a learning. You learn Christ. And in learning Christ, you are learning what can be a temple, a holy temple for the Lord. So that's why Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So you see, what, that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Now, it means that that vocation wherewith you are called, the vocation is for you to learn Christ. And now, Paul is now saying that as you are learning him, the evidence that you have learned him is that you are doing him. You are walking in circumspect to what you have been hearing. That's why it says, for ye have not so learned Christ. The, the verse earlier was referring to those who were greedy. Lasciviousness, unclean. Not so. Who being fast feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to walk all uncleanness without greed, with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. So, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. So, as you are hearing, allow the hearing to bet instruction for your doing. Allow the words of Christ, the words that you are hearing, to make change. Amen. 
to make correction, correction calls in the life that you are living. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. To begin to make correction calls in the life that you are, you are living. So, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, verse 2, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Forbearing one another in love. So, you know, we've been talking for from chapter 2 and chapter 3, we've been talking about hearing Christ. Christ, what Christ will do. Christ, your vocation. Christ, the cause. Then chapter 4, Paul now turned it to what you should become like when you have been hearing this Christ. When you are, when you are now exposed to this Christ, what should now begin to happen to you? The evidence is that this Christ is working in you. Praise God. So, you walk worthy of what you are hearing, then call with all lowliness. Those are, those are evidences. Those are who Christ is. So when you want to say, who is Christ? What Christ does? How Christ lives? Those evidences... Praise the name of the Lord. Is that the first one is that you're obedient, walking worthy of the vocation where which you are called. Then as you are obeying, it will be demanding something. For you to be obedient, you will have to be lowly, meek, ability to forbear. Praise God. I love Bible. <laughs> Amen. These are the things that we need to be hearing. Amen. On face value, you may be like, what does... Ah, man. Lowliness. Meekness. Then with long suffering. You know, ah, it's like they, they are just killing you. They told you to yeah. be low. Then be meek. They now rub... They now, you, know, they now, you know when somebody... They, they rub it in. <laughs> they not tell you to wait. Add to that meekness and lowliness, long suffering, forbearing one another in love. But it's blessing. Let me let me help a little bit. Praise God. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Do we know that? There is a, a, a scripture in Proverbs that the Bible likens the soul of a man. Your soul is your heart. You know that you are a tree. Man is a tripartite being. I believe, I want to believe we all know that you are a spirit. You are a spirit. Uh, you have a soul. And you dwell, spirit and soul, who is the you, dwells in a body. Meaning spirit is your consciousness. This, no, sorry, your soul is your consciousness. The spirit is the real you. But your soul is your awareness of, of life. Your consciousness of living. And then the body is the covering. Now your soul is made up of two things. The heart and the mind. Then your spirit, there's a, there's a connecting factor 
between the soul and the spirit that will make them one, that join them. It's called your conscience. You, there's a dimension of your conscience that is soul-like, that is you, your soul. There's a dimension of your conscience that is your spirit. The conscience is the interlink between your spirit and your soul. Hear me? So the conscience serves as the, the voice of your spirit. And the conscience also serves as the voice, the instructor of your heart. You know that hidden thing you hear inside your heart? It's conscience. The conscience is like the foundation of your heart. It's like the thing, it in, it in uh, glue to your heart from beneath. And begins to speak to the heart. But the conscience is connected directly with your spirit, man. So that's why the, the conscience is very important. That you must, have, you must protect your conscience. You must have a good conscience. Don't sear yeah. the conscience with hot iron. Okay. The moment you sear your conscience with hot iron, you've turned to a beast because you'll not be hearing your spirit again. And the moment you stop hearing your spirit, you stop hearing God. Okay. Because he who is joined with the Lord is what? Is one spirit with him. How you connect with the voice of the Spirit of God is through your human spirit. And your human spirit is invincible. The only way you can communicate that voice to audible voice, to an instructive voice, is only through your conscience. So when somebody will say, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, most times really, is your conscience that, your human spirit that spoke to your conscience, took it from the Lord, Connected into your conscience, your conscience now had a voice about it and had an instruction to it. So you need to protect that conscience. The first, actually, you need to protect, guard your heart with all diligence because what corrupts the conscience is the heart. Your heart must be good. You must have a good heart. A heart that is sincere, that is a good heart. I'm going elementary. <laughs> Amen. A heart that is sincere is what? Is a good heart. A good heart. <clears throat> you know why? A sincere heart will never misinterpret the conscience. Even though you may end up doing what the conscience will not say, but you will know your conscience what it said. It will be because the heart is sincere. Yeah. You know, it's, it's two different things. You can decide to go and do something else. But you know, you've be you have you've kept that thing. You know what the conscience is saying. Is you that you knew you decided to go and do something else. Well, you know what the conscience is saying. A sincere heart is able to you can read the con and just leave it like that. When the heart is not sincere, the heart will start be the one fighting the conscience with misinterpretations. Ah, what do you mean? Do you mean this? No, you start interpreting for the conscience. Before you know, if you go down that path, not just in one day, over the years, you can begin to sear your conscience with your hot iron. There's one there's one major thing with Christianity, I kid you not, is your heart. Is your heart that does everything. Your heart that determines how far you go with God or not. Have a good heart, please. A sincere heart. It will take you far. God loves that kind of... God loves... God looks at hearts, not so. What did God say concerning David? A man after my own heart. Is it? That's the first thing God is looking at. Heart. When, when God will say something like this, when God will make statements like this, I will show mercy unto whom I will show mercy. It's not just, it's not wicked. It's not, he's looking at hearts. He knows disposition of hearts. 
He knows what kind of heart can do his will and what kind of heart can stop the will. He knows what kind of heart will go far in word of righteousness, in learning doctrine. And what kind of heart will be fighting it every minute and every second, every six months. <laughs> you, can, you know, there's a house that can be shooting back. Oh no, his Bible, you open no. His Bible. <laughs> but but the, because of the nature of the heart, it will be, the, the thing will be churning out, fight back against the world. Consistently. Do you know why? Do you know why they look for heart? Because the Bible says the heart of man is what? Is desperately wicked. Who can find it out? The Bible now says again that out of the heart comes flows the issues of life. When they say who can find something out, it means your heart is vast. It means your heart can has many, many knowledges. This heart is terrible. It does. And if your if your heart hates something, your heart will find will pick from his many knowledges, bad knowledge, all these ter- desperately wicked. Who can find it out? All those many many things that it has, the heart knows how to connive those things as a bullet against what he hates. So if your heart hates this word, hey, problem. You need prayer. <laughs> You need to make your heart good. Do you know why? Because your heart will come up with all the best arguments. Why not to continue hearing this word? It's such as that will pick when they say, you know, we'll say, ah, you don't have eternal life yet. Your heart will help you. Gather all the scriptures, all the little, little bullets of milk scriptures that you know that tell you you have eternal life. That you don't need to, you don't need all these many, many things that people are saying for eternal life. Whereas, if you are sincere, you sit down with me and I open the Bible for you properly. You will find out that you don't have eternal life yet. Because when God, Jesus, was defining eternal life, in John chapter 17, verse 3, he said it like this. He says, this is life eternal. This is, this, this is the definition of eternal life. This is life eternal. That ye may know. The one true God and him who he has sent, Jesus Christ. So, what if Jesus is telling me that uh, this is life eternal, I should be knowing God, and I say I already have eternal life, I don't, I, don't, I don't know God. There's a problem. That's just one witness. Another witness, First John chapter 5 will say, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. So we then after I die, understand it says, and so uh, that we should know that we will know the one true God and eternal life. So it's understanding that makes you know the one true God and eternal life. There, I know I, over the years I found out some of the, the the snares that Satan has put in souls. Do you get me? And I've also found out that those snares, some of them are very strong. In some hearts versus some other hearts. There are some hearts that when I open up the vastness of the scripture to correct such misunderstandings, they will receive it because they are now seeing clearly. Whereas there are some other hearts that when I open the same scripture, they will fight it. <laughs> so I don't want you. What's the difference between one heart that received it, seeing the truth, and the other heart that fought it, even though they have seen the many things I'll say? 
I now realize that it's heart. Once heart has set against something, they have to find many reasons not to do it. I remember one that I really use a lot, kingdom. You know, one of, one of the most one of the biggest boasts of a believer is that he has entered the kingdom of God, that he's part of the kingdom of God. So when I now break the news that when you go born again, as Jesus was saying in John chapter 3, verse 3, that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And in verse 5, except a man be born of water, that's water, the word, by the washing of the word of the oh, by the washing of Water by the word, Ephesians 5, verse 26, and spirit. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, except the man be born of water and spirit, word and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, almost everybody I present such a teaching to will tell me, Ah, but Pastor James, the Bible says, It is with much pleasure that the Father will give us the kingdom. Also, almost everybody will say that statement. And I'll say, okay, that's true. That's awesome. Let's go to that scripture where it says that. If you now go to that scripture, I believe it's is it Matthew or Luke. It's in two places. Where the adventure said, it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. If you go up and read the context, that's where Jesus was talking about, take no thought for your life. <laughs> the disciples were discouraged. <laughs> What you shall eat, what you shall drink. Then after that, Jesus now says, Seek ye first. So the kingdom must be sought. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will follow you. Then later, Jesus now says, For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So Jesus was kind of saying that it's not as though God doesn't want to give you the kingdom. After all these things I have said, He actually wants to, the kingdom is for you. But you need to seek it. You need to do the seeking. You need to come into the development where you take no thought for your life. To enter into the kingdom. And that development is by the word and by the leading of the spirit. By the instructions of the spirit woven in the word. Amen. Lazina, go ahead. Yeah, so I I just have a question. I don't know if I missed something. Um, so when you mean when you say we should um, have a pure heart, the heart, the heart, are we talking about the mind, like the soul, or like what part of what is the heart? So I don't know if it's a good question. Yes, yes, yes. So your soul is made up of your heart and your mind. Okay. Yes, your mind. Is God actually wants to reach the mind, but to reach the mind, God has to reach the heart first. Because the okay. heart is still connected. They, they, want, they, are, they are two in, they are intertwines in the heart. Knowledge and let me just use the word emotions. Your heart still has the your heart is the one that has feelings, whether you like something or not, is in the heart. But then there's also the heart also carries knowledge as well. So okay. in the heart is where if, and the, God knows that if you don't get the heart, forget the mind. Why? Because the mind will eventually go where the heart is going. Why? Because you will give your mind to something you like. Really. Yeah. Does <laughs> it get me? So if I've not yeah. won your heart, forget helping your mind. You can lock, it's very, uh, we do it all the time now. When, when we get, when we're in our stubborn mode. 
when they are giving us instruction, your father say, do this, do it this way, do it this way, my daughter, daughter, do it this way, your head. <laughs> <laughs> you entered your stubborn zone. You already determined what you want to do, where you are going, how you want to do it. And you've locked your head. But so, but so, to order to access that head, somebody will have to first get the heart. You first have to like the person, like what the person where is coming from. Like it gets me. Once you like the person, it means you now open your heart to the person. Then eventually, you can now also open your mind as well to what the person is saying. Um, the mind is where you know I won't mention. <laughs> let me not confuse it. <coughs> the heart. So the heart is where you accumulate knowledge. The Christ knowledge. That's why Christ formed in you is in your heart. Christ is for the heart. When we talk about everlasting life, everlasting life is now what really finishes the heart, then enters the mind, give you sense. In everlasting life, God starts calling it sense. Christ sense. Everlasting sense. You start having sense, mind. Dealing with enmity. All those, your calculations of the mind without God. It's an everlasting life. They judge those things. But first in Christ, they'll make you like God. Like God and know God. Does that make a little bit of sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. Praise God. So really, actually, for us, majorly, you will still find out that we are laboring in the realm of hearts. To convert the heart. To allow, make the heart like the path of righteousness. There's a lot of labor. Because the heart is, is desperately wicked. Past finding out. is a lot. That's why it takes. I can. You're, you would think. Okay I like Christ. Now he's a liar. There are still some hidden things of dishonesty. That you only take time. Before you would discover it. You know, some of you can be liking me now. In two years' time, would you still like me? You will say yes, but when the two years come, we'll find out. <laughs> because of the vastness of what the heart has trapped and what it will take to undo that many things. It will take many things to undo many things. <coughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Let's see one witness concerning the, that. We'll come back to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's see Isaiah 28. We'll see a witness. Uh, just that heart and mind thing. Uh, just, I, I hope I won't confuse, but I'll just show you a little witness more in the scripture. Uh, and we'll come back. So just digress for about five minutes. Let's see Isaiah 28. going to take some time uh, should I do it okay who wants to help us read somebody help me read from verse 9 to thank you yeah, from verse 9 to 17 okay whom will it teach knowledge and whom will it make to understand the message those just weaned from milk those just drawn from the breast for precepts must be upon precepts Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. 
For with stammering lips and another, another tongue he will speak to these people. To whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. For the word of the Lord was to them, Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward, and be broken and sneered and cut. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule these people who are in Jerusalem. Because you have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with shield we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Also, I will make justice the measuring line, and righteousness the plummets. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters will overflow the hiding place. That's okay. Your covenant. Okay. That's okay. Thank you so much. Uh, this thing is going to be some meat there to this end, but I'll just I'll just take it from fifteen. Uh, because you have said we have made a covenant with head, head with death and with hell, and we are at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For what? For we have made lies. Note that word. Lies are refuge. Refuge means resting place. And under falsehood have we hid ourselves. So there are two. You see, sometimes in the Bible, there are slight difference between lies and falsehood. In biblical and spiritual terminology. I'll explain it further. So, lies are refuge and under falsehood are we hid ourselves. Now, let's see verse 17. Judgment also will I lead to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies. So, judgment is for dealing with the lies. The refuge of lies. And the waters shall overflow the hiding place. Now, remember, the hiding place is where you hid yourself with falsehoods. And then... Refuge of lies, not so that's what we, we made ourselves. We have made lies our refuge. Now, God will help me so that you understand it. But lies as a refuge is the carnal mind, is mind. That's why it's enmity with God. Because there are two opposites. There's the father of lights, and then what do they call Satan? The father of lies is a liar from the beginning. So that's enmity. So when they say it for the carnal mind is an empty with God, it's because the carnal mind has found a home in lies. So essentially the mind, when so it takes judgment for mind. Judgment is what you learn in everlasting life. When they start preaching everlasting life, they are teaching you judgment. So judgment is not just that I want to kill you, judge some. No, really think about how does a judge judge? Before the judge will say, I sentence you to 10 years, how long does the case go for? Almost years, months. What is he doing in those years and months? He's studying the case of the prosecutor, studying the case of the defendant. Why? To get a comprehension, line by line, step by step comprehension of what actually took place that caused the murder. In leading up to the event of the murder, 
and after the mother. So he will have a timeline. And out of the timeline of mean understanding, he can give judgment. So when they say judgment, they mean understanding. Sense, understanding in the mind. And so, what would judge the carnal mind is high understanding. Judgment, which is everlasting life, is what will deal with the final enmities in our mind. Meaning enmities that make us calculate our life without God is an enmity. But that's, that's later. But before they even get to judgment, they start with righteousness. They deal with our hiding places. For the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can find it out? It means it has many, many hiding places. Do you get me? So judgment is for mind. Righteousness is for what? It's for hearts. And another thing they use to describe them, verse 17. Judgment also will I lead to the line. And righteousness to the plummet. And the hail. So judgment, the, when Bible was trying to describe how judgment comes, it comes like hail. Then when the Bible was trying to describe how righteousness comes, the next one, and the hill shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters, they describe righteousness as waters. There's a reason why. Praise God. So, essentially, remember I told you that the heart has come into many things. Who can find it out? Many hiding places. It will take a flood to flood out the hiding places. Do you get me? Whereas, the mind has come into rest. Meaning, it's not just water. The thing has rested. So, it won't take water alone to deal with the mind. You have to stone those things that have rested. Hailstones. So, what is hail? When they say hailstones, hail is water that has become concrete. That has become crystallized. So, that's why the realm of everlasting life is harsher than the realm of Christ. The teaching of Christ. The realm of the teaching of judgment, everlasting life as we call it, understanding, is harsher. It has to be like that because they are no longer just throwing flood of water. They are stoning you or stoning the enmity in your mind so that you can have sense in God's understanding. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if anybody God has just said we are getting there. We are getting there. <laughs> Praise God. So, but this, the focus right now for us is the heart. And for the heart, you need righteousness. You need waters. You need food by the washing of water by the word. And when they say waters, they are actually calling it a flood. The overflow is called. They need, you need a flood to overflow the, your hiding places. And hence the reason why, <coughs> why when we preach, we have to preach many preachings. Are you hearing me? So let's zero in on the heart. Okay? Righteousness. That's why we call it the word of righteousness. You need to preach what? Many. You can't just do one hour preaching and say your heart is okay. No. <laughs> because the heart has dwelt in many places. Has many hiding places. It will take a flood to flood it out. So that the hearts will now be pure. Hence the reason for 
you know, we t- encourage listening to messages. You know, and then some people can get overwhelmed. No, don't get overwhelmed. What is overwhelming you is what is killing you. <laughs> All the many things you had before is what's already overwhelming. <coughs> Pastor James, I just wanted to ask something. Go ahead. Do you know that there are times that there are some things that we don't even know that our heart has learned. Yes. We don't even know that I've journeyed to this point where my, my heart has learned some, I don't want to say corruption, mm-hmm. but learning something that is anti-God or yes. like that's outside outside what the Lord will have me learn. It's maybe something just happens and you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I just thought of this thing. Mm-hmm. How, how did I journey to this place? Yes. So what, what you were saying, and you were talking about flood, you know, taking so many learnings, I think is absolutely correct because sometimes you just have to be true. Sometimes you don't even know that I've gotten to this place. So it's, it's, it's very serious. We, we have to continue learning. Yeah. To unlearn those things. To unlearn those things. Sometimes I wonder. I wonder how much faith God has. If if I were God, thank God I'm not God. <laughs> if I were God, I'd have given up on man a long time ago. Long time ago. Thank God. Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> Honest to God, because do you know what? The more I know what Satan has done to souls, the more I thank God for Jesus. Because I cannot bear what he's bearing. I can't. Even the work. You know how sometimes you just see when work, when work is scattered everywhere, you just be tired. You know, not even do want to do anything. That's what Satan did to our souls. He, Satan made our souls an ocean, a sea of falsehoods, a sea of negativity, a sea of corruption everywhere. That's why a soul can live, maintain life, live 90 years on life on it. And not even one day think that he needs God. That's how terrible Satan did souls, man. Many things. He, Satan took time. You know, think about it. N- let, me, let me just break the news for you somehow. David said, For my mother's womb I was conceived in what? In, in iniquity, in sin. Not so? So from the day one, I've been learning how, I've been learning sin from day one. I've been learning sin from day one. So if I gave my life to the guy, maybe I was 20, how many years of sin have I learned? At least 20 years. And even why I get born again? Because I've not been exposed to the word of righteousness yet, Right? All those years, I'm still learning sin in my soul, even though I'm born again in my spirit. Excuse me, have you seen some Christian souls? Some of them be wondering. Some of unbelievers are better than these. <laughs> so, Christ, some souls, what can, manif- can manifest as of some souls? Because soul and spirit is different ballgame. Soul traps knowledge. Ever from your mind, you have been learning things. How do, you, how do children just learn to start lying? I did not teach them on purpose. They picked it. So you are learning, learning. And everything you are learning is a water. Because word is water. Not so? And it shall cleanse her by the washing of water by the word. 
What made her filthy in the first place was she was bathing with brown water, dirty water. Praise God. Because water is life. So when a man, a man can have bad waters, falsehoods as waters, and be living by them, and that is his life. And that is the life that they are telling you to lose. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their life. It's not, it's not flesh. It's not body. It's they love not their falsehoods until it died. They love not their refuge of lies until it died. That's the labor of Christianity. So, when you just think, just think about yourself as an ocean of lies. Sorry. <laughs> Amen. A notion of falsehoods mixed in now, thank God, with truths. That's why it's the truth. Then the truth shall make you free. It's not just, it's not just when you get born. When you got born again, it's began. The making, you made your spirit free. But then it has to begin to turn the soul to freedom. And if you are sincere, if you have a sincere heart, you know that your soul is not entirely free yet. It's why some Christian souls will still watch pornography. That's not a free soul. Not so. The soul is not entirely free yet. So, it needs flood of righteousness. And so that flood is just means simple thing. Hearing. 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 Every hearing is, a, is to beat down a hiding place. Consistently. Can I prove it to you? Come on, let's prove this. Let's open the Bible. Hosea chapter 6. We're going to see Hosea chapter 6, Isaiah 55 as well. Before we go back to Ephesians chapter 4. We are blessed, we are blessed, we are blessed. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, who can help me read Hosea chapter 6? I, Sorry, you know me liking James, just help my life. Or uh, NKJV, shall we? we, can, we can yeah, I have NKJV. Okay, alright, go ahead. Hosea chapter 6. Verse 1. From verse 1, yeah. 1 to 3. Okay. Come and let us return to the Lord, for He has done, but He will heal us. He has stricken, but He will bind us up. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, He will raise us up, that we may live in His sight. Hmm. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Go ahead. His going forth is established as the morning. Mm -hmm. He will come to us like the rain, mm -hmm. like the latter and former rain. The Wonderful. I love that scripture so much. Let us pursue the knowledge of the God of the Lord. That is your can two work together except they agree. That is your hunger and test for righteousness. Then the moment the Lord sees you have done your part of the contract, he will make his own agreement. He knows he can't come to you at once. He will he will just kill you. It will be too much flood. So he will prepare himself. Are you seeing the word? He will prepare himself. God, the Lord will prepare himself as the morning. Why would he prepare himself as the morning? Because he is large. So he doesn't want to just come like that. So he will now come like rain. So he has to prepare himself like the morning. That is Christ. The rain. 
So that when you, how do you now be begin to receive him? Precept upon precept. That's one rain. Precept upon precept. Another rain. Line upon line. Rain is still falling. You just keep receiving. You keep receiving. After a while, all the content of that morning cloud, eventually over the years, will enter where? Where is it dripping into? It's entering your own soul. Amen. Before you know, you too, you become a cloud on the inside. Wait. That will wait out every hiding place. It will bully out every falsehood. Because of the multitude of hearing. Praise God. I hope we are seeing our life. I found life. This is my life. Your life is to hear and hear and hear and hear and hear and hear until you are safe. Amen. And why you have to commit, you have to almost swear oath to be hearing, is because every time that you are hearing, the other waters will fight what the new waters, the old waters. I was called my mother's room comes in. All this I've been learning in this world will fight what you are now hearing and tell you, Stop, oh, this thing is not taking you anywhere. See, your life will scatter, you will suffer. It's a lie. <coughs> That's why you have to make a commitment. That's why they will tell you, they will give it to you as a commandment. I give the charge, keep this commandment without spot. First Timothy chapter 6. Or John will say, he whosoever transgresseth and abideth not on the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. That's why they have to give it as a commandment because you need to have the charge. You need to keep the charge. Because every time you hear, after, after a Sunday you hear, maybe the next time you want to hear, maybe it's midweek or next Saturday or Sunday when we're streaming again. Have you not noticed that during the week, your mind strays? <laughs> I mean, is it just me? That sometimes you, or maybe even Sunday, <coughs> as you hear the message, will start uh, life feasting two hours. Your soul is already weak. <laughs> you're, you're already contemplating whether you should join or not join. Not so. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> At that time, your soul will tell you that you need to sleep. That if you don't sleep in this time, why is it now? If you don't sleep in these hours, this this hour we have, you you will not be okay for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who is talking? Oh God! Old waters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that mercy. Have you have you not? This will have so many experiences. I've listened to the message. My soul is so tired. I want to listen. I want to rest. I'll say I want to rest. It's a lie. After I now pause the message, and I remember this one movie I want to watch on Netflix. And I now use these guys, I'm resting. You're not resting. All of a sudden, strength just comes for that movie. Yes, the, that, you just come for that movie. All of a sudden, the movie will just seem like All manners of things. So, who is fighting back? The old man. As the new man is coming, those new waters are coming. The old man, the old waters will fight back. I kid you not. So you have to take it as a commandment. You have to take the charge. Because that old guy will fight back. You know how the Bible will say, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it comes the issues of life. 
Somewhere issue, Satan did the same to us. He sold us sin and death and told us to guard it with all diligence. That if anybody comes and tells you otherwise, fight him. <laughs> Amen? Fight him. It's the, it's the reason why some people, you open scripture, you know that some people, we have had all kinds of arguments. <coughs> Praise God. There are people that have believed that once saved, forever saved. By grace we are saved. Ephesians chapter 2. I don't know why there's only that verse they know. They don't. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, they will quote it for me. By grace you are saved. All these things you are doing is works. I say, okay, no problem. Let's open the Ephesians chapter 2. Let's open, let's go and see. Let's go and see the fullness of what they were saying. By grace you are saved. I, I, I can almost memorize it for you. And if by grace you are saved, uh, true faith, not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Then... The next verse, now that you are born again, not so, after you have been saved by grace, you are God's work, God's workmanship, God's masterpiece, God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he has ordained, preordained for you to come into. So, after I finish teaching like that, some souls, we are, ah, okay, they will now say, yes, we've understood. There are still some other souls who the old man will fight. <laughs> they know what I have said is true. <laughs> but the old man just doesn't want to submit to new learning. So they will say, eh, eh, it's, yes, now nah, walk, that is the will of God. God can tell us to go and do evangelism. That's, I said, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not, that is not masterpiece. Doing evangelism is not master. Masterpiece is that God has taken time to craft you himself. It is God who worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. To, he has taken time to build you himself by his preachings, by his teachings, by his word. Praise the name of the Lord. God will grant us grace. God will help us. God will help us. Help us to war Amen. with the old man, the limitations, the things that always fight back when hearing is coming, when war is coming. Let's see another witness, Azar 55. Yeah, no, help us. Azar 55. Another witness. From what verse? Verse 1 to 4. Okay. Call everyone who says, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Hmm. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. This is awesome. Indeed, I have... It's okay. It's okay. <clears throat> so God was just revealing the process of why in hearing Christ, then he ended with what's the reward for hearing Christ is everlasting covenant, everlasting life. That's the in the next one, the next inheritance. So but let's see this is I see every everyone that tested, come ye to, see the word waters. Are you seeing that word? Come ye to the waters, and he that had no money, come ye buy and eat, come. Yeah, come, buy wine and milk without money. It's free, oh. It's free, without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? 
Are you seeing? Are you seeing God talking? God trying to make a claim to us. We labor for things that don't satisfy. In fact, that that labor, we labor to buy odd, odd, bad waters. Let me try and make it very practical. This may not be an example. Let me make it as practical as I can. There was a time that I used to have a salary expectation because I have bills. No, so we have bills. But inside that bill was a hundred and something dollars for Telus Internet, full broad spectrum, all the channels, including sports for soccer, ESPN for basketball, NBA TV. By the time I watch basketball on Tuesday and Thursday, watch soccer on Saturday and Sunday, what is left? So God now wanted to assist, help me, support my ministry. <laughs> How God did it for a season. I downsized jobs. I, I I got laid off in a certain. I now found another job that was paying me less than the first one, and the Holy Ghost that arranged that I know. So when I was now earning less, by fire and by force, I had to also downsize my vanities. Okay. It was help. I had to cut the cable. Thank you, Jesus. That I would not have been able to cut by myself. <laughs> Because I was in love with those things. So, practically, God had to now break it, to bring it to a point where I now had to cut the cable. Amen? And that was the best decision I ever made in my life. So, wherever do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? There are some things that when we, we, we buy... and. This, you know, when God has disciplined your soul, you can have money and you will, never, you will not use it for useless things. But it's after discipline. After dealings of righteousness, soul awakenings, change. When you're coming to self-control. Because once God took me to the process, without one thinking, he restored. Do you get me? He restored own the finances. But when he restored it, I was not even thinking I've overcome Telos. <laughs> I was not thinking them again. Salvation has occurred. So, but many times, if you now ask me then, do I have time for God? Of course I don't have time. TNT, on Thursday night, that they are the, the way they package the basketball games, that Thursday night, Thursday night is gone for me. <laughs> Premier League on Saturday, Sunday, they are already gone. Other things, you see? So you now start seeing that your schedule is tight. It's not tight to, it's vanities that are making it tight. It's vanities that are stopped up the thing that you love, that you can't disengage from. And God is saying, yes, you are laboring for that which is not satisfied. You are spending money for that which is not bread. Actually, what you need to do, cut those things. Come and hear me, oh. Come and hear light. Come and hear revs. I mean, I was know that revelation too is sweet. Oh my God. <laughs> revelation is sweet. Revelation is sweet. When you, are, when you get into it, revelation can scatter your head too. It's just as sweet. Even more, more sweeter than those things. When you give yourself to it. So God says, come and hear, incline your ear, come unto me and hear, hear, come and hear word. 
you must come and hear what? Come and hear what? Oh my God. When you come and hear what? What would I do? And your soul shall live. Verse 2 says, And let your soul delight itself in fatness. I love that word, fatness. NKJB says abundance. It's the same thing. But I like that word, fatness. It means it's food. Word is food. And now, imagine if you are fat with the word of God. Would there be space for those wrong waters? Are you seeing, are you seeing the intent of God? God wants to bully out the wrong thoughts out of you. God wants to bully out the falsehoods they have hidden by a flood of righteousness. When you allow righteousness to flood you, it will bully out darkness. Light. When light hits you and hits you and hits you, darkness will have to leave. Darkness will have to take space out. Find this way. So how God delivers the heart, delivers the soul, is by overwhelming you with righteousness. So you just have to keep on hearing. So he can, the word of, I want to say, fatten out the wrong thoughts. Fatten out the falsehoods. Bully out the falsehoods. Because of the multitude of revelation that is coming to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Are you seeing God's intention? So you must keep on hearing. It is the in fact is an is an oath. It's the covenant you must make. I need to carve out space more. I need to hear more. I need to be connected more. I need to keep on washing. Hearing and washing and washing. So you know some of these things, these attitudes that you know, these thoughts that come that we know that they didn't come from God. Some of these attitudes that arise out of us, they come from the old man, not so. They do come from the old man. So and sometimes you can't, you know how Paul will say, the things I find myself doing, I want to do, I do not do, and things I don't want to do, I find you know that, that kind of contradiction comes because those old man is still intact. But when it has been flooded out of the way, you will now start finding grace energy. Which is understanding. Grace energy to do righteousness. To do Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I will bless this uh, evening. I have a few minutes left. Uh, Are we blessed? Are we blessed? Anybody has any questions at this point? Amen. I'm not just talking to myself, am I not? Any questions? Any thoughts? Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Yanni, for reading for us today. Right? I, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, so Paul talking, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. These are things that when you begin to walk in the vocation, when you, when you begin to walk in what you are hearing, these are the attributes that they, this is the this is how you mark growth. Praise God. 
These are your macro. Just keep on hearing. Keep on hearing. Keep on delving in the waters. Receiving precept here, precept there. Amen. On Saturday fellowship, you receive one precept. On Sunday Bible study, you receive another precept. Amen. When we have life, you receive you receive another another what is it? Precept or precept? Line another line. When you stream, maybe JFM, you stream another line. Precept here, precept there. You are receiving things in every ministration. You are being blessed. There is something that is coming. There is a line coming to you. There is a precept coming to you. There is an understanding coming to you. <coughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And the wisdom I've given people in time past that sometimes, why those who are saying you can sleep off on these messages, use it to sleep. If you are concerned, you are too busy, da, 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 use it to sleep. Play it while you are about an hour, an hour, two hours before you're about to go to bed. Be listening and then use it to sleep off. God, God can do a miracle. He did a miracle for me in those my days when I was too intensely busy. Amen. He allowed me that. He just gave me that wisdom. So sometimes I will sleep off on a message. And one time I was not dreaming about the message. In fact, multiple times. So one time I now had to go and check whether I was just me dreaming. <laughs> or whether <laughs> it was Holy Ghost who assisted, walked with me, playing the message, and assisted. And I found out that was the case. So there was one message. It was actually a Reverend K message. He was preaching about... He was, he was preaching, child. I now slept off on the message. And most of the message was about Revelation chapter 3, the word, keeping the word of thy patience. And so, as I, I was sleeping in my dream, I was in the, it was like one of those, maybe Lagos primary school, in an uncompleted building, me and a few people were sitting on the floor and hearing. And that's how I slept off. And I was hearing in the dream. As I woke up in the morning, I was now curious, because it was a Friday night to a Saturday morning. I was now curious, how, what kind of message it is? Because it was a fool, it was almost like, it felt as though my whole sleep, I was hearing the message. It was a, it was very, a full impact, it was a full message. Full impartation, I was hearing it. So I now went back to kind of play the message I slept off on, and that was the message. So if you find yourself that your, your schedule is too tight, it's choking, there are two things to do. Play it and sleep off on it, then check the schedule well. Are some of those things in the choking schedule, are they vanities? Praise God. And clear up the schedule as much as we can. Amen. So, are you seeing the, the marker? These are the things, one of the greatest markers that I am, I am soaked myself in the righteousness, in the word that fattens my soul. One of the greatest first markers you will see is obedience. I beseech you that you walk worthy. Of the vocation wherewith you are called. Walk worthy. You are obeying the instructions that are coming. One of the first markers. Then one of the evidences. That is a fruit. Of Christ. One of the in fact the, 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 the most key to me. Fruit of Christ. Foundational fruit of Christ. Is what he himself said. Learn of me. For I am meek. And lowly. In this walk of righteousness, you must be meek and lowly. You must be subservient. That's the word that's coming to me. You must be subservient to be able to abide the whole process. If you are not meek and lowly, that old waters will get you at some point. 
Because those old waters will be setting snares for you along the journey of righteousness. If you are not meek enough, you are not lowly enough, if you are not subservient, you are not submitted, those, those, those old waters will set up snares for you and one of them will catch you because of pride. So, that ye walk worthy, that's chapter 4, Ephesians verse 1, ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness, while you are obeying, while you are following, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, be ready to bear. And not only bear things, bear one another. Because as a company, we'll journey together, and there's no way you will not offend one another if you truly are journeying together in the same waters. You see, one thing, when you are in the same dimension in the spirit with somebody else, not so, you will know you are journeying together. You are journeying together. So when that, that journey is moving together, because like mine, so by nature, you, will, you come close together. Then, but... Every soul who is journeying in Christ with you still has his infirmities, which is the old waters, the old man, some of those old things. And those old things, every now and again, I call them serpents. They will rise up and they will sting you. And so when they sting you, you will get offended at the brother by which you were stung by. Why? What will make the offense more painful at that dimension? It will make the offense more painful because it's like you... You do that, you're not expecting that of that or somebody, but you, you have to understand souls. That souls, even though a soul is loving righteousness, hearing righteousness, he still has infirmities. And so the Lord is saying, the, the, the Lord is giving us the metrics, the measurement sticks for how well you are doing in this vocation. Are you subservient? Are you submitting? Are you obedient? Are you low? Are you meek? Are you able to bear? Bear the things, the challenges of life, then also bear your brethren, one another. This is the metrics of growth in Christ. This is how you, this is how, you know, some people like to Hold it. This is how you hold it. This is how you know. Is this life working in me? Am I becoming more meek? Am I becoming more humble? Am I submitting more? Am I becoming more obedient? More subservient? More bearing? More long-suffering? These are, these are the things. These are the marks. The metrics. Now, somebody will tell me, oh, all this is, ah, you are just killing me, killing me, killing me. I should do this, I should do that. I should go down, I should go down, I should go down. This thing is, is doing something to your soul. You are gaining capacities in your soul that your soul never had. Remember I mentioned something earlier in the book of Proverbs. That the Bible likens the soul of a man to a belly. Belly means your stomach. You know, this stomach can stretch. When you open up the stomach and bring out the intestines, it can stretch for long. It means what they stuffed inside the stomach, the belly has capacity. It has tensile strength to stretch. So what they are saying is that your soul has capacity. That's why Jesus, God also alluded to it, saying, I'll feed your soul with fatness, meaning I can expand the soul with my word. Your soul will expand as I'm expanding the soul. So God can, the soul is something that can expand. 
elasticity. It can stretch. And now, when you stretch something that is elastic, it doesn't it doesn't shrink back to its original form. Not so. It means you have permanently altered it. It has more capacity than it had before. Is that not better? So when the Lord is saying, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing stretches, long-suffering stretches, what they're actually doing is that they are increasing your capacity. You're actually becoming larger. Oh my God. Many times we don't see meekness, lowliness, humility, forbearance, long-suffering as good things. But they are good things in the spirit. Why? Because they are what turns a man from mere man to more godly, more like God, meaning more capacity, more, ma- more, 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 more heart, elasticity, expansion of the heart, expansion of the mind. The, the soul begins to think like his maker. The soul is richer in thought, more vast. The soul can love more. The heart is expanded. The soul can father more people. Can take more. Because of elasticity. It has been stretched. Is So stretching is a blessing. That's what I'm saying. Are we blessed? I said what? Stretching is what? Is a blessing. When they stretch you a bit. They want to bless you. They want to increase the size of your cup. <laughs> Do you get me? So, this cup now, I, I have this little thing here. See these two things? Let's say this is how your soul started. So, all they can do is just pour water that is enough for the volume of this container. After that, the only next thing they can do is to tell this container how to stretch, become elastic. Through meekness, humility, through long-suffering, through forbearance, they will stretch it, and it will turn to a, a container that can take more volume. Then they will now give it more volume. Are you seeing the concept? So they are stretching so to capacitate and take more of God. Because all they are stretching it for, why it has more capacity, is so it can take more God. Because God is large. God is vast. And that's why when he wanted to come to you in Hosea chapter 6, he did not just come. He said he prepared himself as what? As the morning. Do you know why he prepared himself as the morning and just didn't come to you? Your soul was like this. When it began to rain, both the early and the latter rain, the waters were also expanding the soul. After a while, your soul will be like this and can now take the entire cloud. That is the intention of God. And so those practice, practicals, practicals called long-suffering, practicals called forgiveness, practicals called forbearance, practicals called humility, practicals in humility, practicals in lowliness, are to stretch your soul to increase capacity to take more God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, this message is uh, this message is coming fresh and it's a blessing. I've just been for looking we forgot to you forgot to record. It's okay. I think we're we're streaming it on the mixer now, so we'll get the recording from there as well. Praise God. I'm sorry, sir. I remember like five minutes ago. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, thank you. It's all right. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your holy name. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for blessing us. 
I am in awe of you. I appreciate you for blessing us. Thank you for sending for this word, uh, taking us this far even in this journey, even just today, just the expansion of the scriptures in our hearts. I'm praying, O oh God, that it would sit in the right place. It would flood the right places. It will make change in the hearts of many. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Does anyone have any questions before we round off prayers? Any questions at all? Okay. Wow. So today was a blessing. Okay. So, um, yes. I this is not really a question. I'm just thinking that maybe next week, if you can go a little bit more practical on verse 2. On verse so, 2. Well, yeah, the oh, loneliness. The loneliness, the meekness. Um, uh, yeah, I. So, I actually read that same scripture sometime last week, and I, I went in to check, like, what does lowly even mean? What, what does lowly like, mean? I was like, this is a case what they taught us, like. Am I taking things too far? Am I supposed to be a doormat? So I don't know if you can just maybe next week like provide a balance so we really know what it is. Yes. And we're not just assuming that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next week I will so we'll, we'll start again from this chapter four. And but there's no balance with it. Loneliness is loneliness. Okay. Yes. Is <laughs> 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 the target. <laughs> we are not there yet. But it's the okay. target. There's, yeah. there's a wisdom behind it. You, ha you have mm. no idea. There's a wisdom behind it. There's a terrific, just know it, there's a terrific wisdom behind it. To the human mind, you cannot comprehend why going low is, is, is going high. To the human mind. You cannot comprehend it. How be, being almost like a dumbass in essence, you know, quote unquote, mm -hmm. how that can be a blessing. But you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. There's a wisdom behind it. There's a wisdom behind it. About time is, is spent. So yes, uh, connect next Sunday. And uh, Yanu, if I, in case I forget, bring up the question again, if you can note it, for the okay. sake of everybody. And go help us deep dive into it even further. Yes. You know, loneliness and meekness is a school. It's a whole school of his own. It's, a, it's, a, it's, that, it's the whole cause of Christ, really. The old cause of Christ to God. Loneliness and meekness. Okay, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, any other questions? Okay. Um, Ratope, can you help us round up in prayers? Praise God. Temi. Okay, I'll pass that over to our prayer sister, our then. Hallelujah. Amen. Our Father, we thank you. I, I think we should just uh, spend a minute to just thank God. You know, what we've heard today is, <laughs> is big. <laughs> I just I just think that we should find some time to just pray. Let's just pray a minute about the things that we've heard today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord
Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word that has cleansed us again. We thank you for bringing yourself to us in ways that we can understand. We thank you for so much understanding that has set forth within us today, even in this meeting. We thank you for soul ascension, even today. Thank you for blessing us, even with your own very own thoughts. We do not take this lightly. We are grateful, our Father. We thank you, Jesus, for yet again sprinkling clean waters to us. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise for blessing us tonight. We say be the exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, even as we go this week, I ask, O God, that you will bless our week in the name of Jesus. I ask, O God, that even throughout this week, you will grant us capacity. You will sustain us. You will minister strength to us, even to overcome every other waters that is not of you in the name of Jesus. And I pray, O God, that when we come together again next week, even to study at your word, will be refreshed yet again in the name of Jesus. Who will ascend yet again in the name of Jesus. I commit each and every single one of us unto your hand. I ask O God that you will keep us even till your coming in the name of Jesus. I pray, O God, for every need even today that the Lord will you will attend to it in the name of Jesus. You yourself, you will attend to it in the name of Jesus. I ask O God for those that are not here that this same life, even as they listen to this word again, this same life that was communicated to us today, in this same measure, you will communicate to them in the name of Jesus. They will be blessed in the name of Jesus. I thank you because you have perfected all that concerns us, and you are interested in our matters. Father, we give you all the glory, we give you all the praise, accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you have heard us. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. God bless you, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Uh, if you have questions during the week, please message me. Shoot me a text. I'll try and uh, respond as soon as I can. God bless you. Shalom. Shalom. Have a wonderful week. The Lord God bless you. The Lord God keep you. Cause his face Amen. to shine upon you. He will lift up his countenance towards you. You will have a great week this week. Amen. Week, uh, the best ever Amen. in righteousness. Light will dawn upon Amen. you. Amen. God will begin to speak Amen. to you, spirit, soul, and body. You will have understanding. Amen. You will gain understanding. Amen. Every scripture you read, every message you hear, I say from this day forth, you begin to understand. Completely you in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will teach you in the way that you should go. He will cover you. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.